Hey there, it's JVL. On The Secret Show with Sarah Longwell today, we talked about Glenn Youngkin getting into the race and shaking everything up and also a whole bunch of other stuff. Here's the show. The Great White Hope, Glenn Youngkin. The red, there's going to be a red vest retreat. Speaking of white... Uh, just gonna be a lot of, oh, a lot of the, these delusional donors at a retreat somewhere with Glenn Youngkin wearing a red sweater vest, uh, talking. I love that the red vest retreat. Tech vest. It's a tech vest, Sarah. No, but it's red. That's what they're well, calling red, it. They've named it. Vest, They've named the a... retreat the red vest retreat <clears throat> because the cavalry is coming. The cavalry is coming. They're gonna have Glenn Youngkin is just getting tickled all over. Please get in. We need you. None of these guys are going to do it. Um, and I think, yeah, I think, I think they should, I'm excited for this play. Tell, tell me, tell me if Glenn Youngkin were to get in tomorrow, what number does he pop to in the first poll? 3% or 2%? Oh no. I think he, I think he gets six, seven percent. I think he'll, I think really? he gets, so here's the thing. I think he gets an early, uh, like, Yunkin curious voters, right? I think there's like a, he'll get this bump. It's the it's the bump DeSantis was getting uh, of people who are like, ooh, somebody new, I'm interested. And so like, he'll see that. It'll be artificial though, because then those people will have to decide because they don't actually know Glenn Yunkin, just like they didn't actually know Ron DeSantis. Uh, they were just, uh, you know, because I think there is a 30 percentish chunk of the Republican Party that is move on from Trump interested. Um, I think you got your always Trumpers, your maybe Trumpers, and your move on from Trumpers. The move on from Trumpers are split um, between everybody. Although I did see, I can't remember who tweeted this, but it was a really, I think it was Michael Schurer from the Post, that if you added up the polling numbers of everybody on stage – it still only equaled like 20% to Trump's, you know, 50. 57 or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think Yunkin will wait until after the Virginia legislature elections, which are coming up? And because I really have to think that if he could show voters that they were able to capture the House in Virginia, that would really demonstrate such power. And that's the kind of data point that Republican primary voters are going to really care about. And they'll look and they'll say, boy, this guy's a winner that we oh, we're into it because his insane so theory that it's like, so oh, you know, got to be laser focused on these legislative elections. And then we'll write. This is the kind of like um, uh, like advisor consultant thinking uh, no, then you'll have, yes, this demonstrate. And like, I understand, I actually would think it's more logistics. Like he's got to actually focus to make that happen. Like he actually needs to do the job in order to try to win. Um, but that's the kind of thing that like he and his consultants can talk themselves into really mattering as like an artificial deadline and or thing that would catapult them. And it would, in a sense, provide this narrative much like DeSantis had coming out of uh, his Florida election that, that he's a winner. He's doing things. He's winning. it, And that is going to, you know who that's going to, who's going to love it. Donors. Ooh. Donors uh, yeah. are going to love that idea. Oh, this guy, he can appeal to everybody. Um, so I think that Yunkin will, 
I actually think Yunkin, having watched him, is a slightly better – he's a better politician um, than DeSantis for sure. Uh, and some of these other guys, like he does have a story to tell about Virginia, but he's much warmer as a person – Probably because of the vests that mm. he wears. Yeah, and well, they keep know, your core. Right? They're really I, good they at do. keeping. I your love core a good warm. sweater vest. You know how much I love. Yeah, it. you do. Yeah, yeah. Your um, vest game is on point. Yep, as the kids say. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so I think he would. And look, I think people love a new, a love a new guy. And so I think he has a minute of. This is why I don't think he's at three percent. I think he has a minute of. Kind of jump into the top of the field. Lots of interest. Everyone's talking about him. His name IDs going up. The curiosity about him goes up, and then, but it like it tops out in the teens, and then you think he could break double digits? Mm, yeah. Hmm. Do you know why? Tell me. Because right now everybody they're deciding who they don't want. Like they've seen enough of these other guys to know that they don't want them. It's not like. A bunch of people, uh, like, and even like the Nikki Haley people or the Tim Scott people, their their little percentages, they're just normies being like, I don't like Trump or the people like him, and so this is the normie person I choose. Um, but like, they don't think Nikki Haley's going to win. They don't think Mike Pence is going to win. Tim Scott, and so yeah, the chances of him kind of coming in and suddenly they're consolidating some interest. Uh, and breaking double digits, I think, is totally plausible. We'll see. Do you want to do an over-under bet? You take under five, I'll take over five? Uh, or do you want to give it six? After how, after how long? After a week? Like the first the first poll, I mean, the first post-Yunkin polls? Let's say, uh, let's do a three, I'd do three polls. Because, you know, either one of us could catch an outlier. Let's, stay, right. let's do the average right. of the first three polls. Okay. Uh, I would set the line at five. Five points, and I'd take five. the under. You'll take under five. Okay. I'd take the under. I'll take the over five. So here's why I, I do think he has to wait until the Virginia elections is because if the Virginia, if he announces and then the Virginia elections go badly, uh huh, then the campaign blows up, right? It's not because I, I view it as a defensive thing, not an offensive thing, not because of, you know, rationale. But because if if he announces he's running for president and then three weeks later, Virginia voters uh, elect a whole ass load of Democrats, that that blows up his his rationale. Uh, that's a great point. That's a great point. And if I were them, I guess, and I was actually thinking about getting in, I would not be setting expectations around the Virginia thing. No, that's a chances, huge mistake. The chances of them that. getting corrected in the House as opposed to winning everything, especially on just because I think in these elections, like abortion really is a big one. Uh, I, yeah, I just think it's, I would be a mistake for him to hinge a lot on that. But I, I do think he's going to run at this point. And a lot of this because he has, well, I mean, his, the DeSantis weakness yeah. is just inviting somebody else into the field. Right. And the fact that, you know, Nikki has not been able to capitalize on it really. Yeah, I mean, as weak as DeSantis has been, Nikki is up, what, four points? Yeah. You know? Uh, and also, Yunkin clearly wants to run for something else. And he's got one term as Virginia governor. He's got nothing else. Yeah. So he could come in, and if he somehow catches lightning in a bottle, then great. And he's, you know, shocked the world. And if he doesn't, uh, then he, well, it wasn't really his fault. It was only because he jumped in late to try to save the party. Yeah. 
right? This is, you know, I look, if I had gotten in early, if I had done it, what everybody else did, but I was just too focused on governing. Like, this is the story he can tell himself and they can try to sell to Republican voters for whatever else he runs for next. I hope, I I really, really, really hope that uh, DeSantis gets smeared all over the tarmac in some way on this because it would be really wonderful to have Yunkin hurt DeSantis's career in some way. I don't, I don't know how. No, yeah, not wrong. It would be nice. Um, I also, I, there's like, somebody has said this. I think that is, this is maybe not true, but there's some of the scuttlebutt is about like Jeff Rowe, right? So like Jeff Rowe, there's been some, like maybe he's turning on DeSantis, like, you know, cause here's what happens, right? When you, when a campaign implodes the way that DeSantis one is, is everyone starts pointing fingers. Right. So Jeff Rowe is now trying to save his butt by being like, it's not a problem with our campaign. It's a problem with our candidate. Right. So like the whispers of it's actually I mean, a candidate problem. Tell me where he's wrong. No, I don't know. <laughs> I think he's wrong. But but he abandoned Yunkin. Yeah. He was Yunkin's guy. Yeah. He abandoned Yunkin That's to go right. look for DeSantis. So now if Jeff Rose telling people, look, guys, DeSantis doesn't have it, Yunkin, uh I would like to watch I would like Jeff Rowe to get screwed in this somehow too. Uh, yeah, the consultants never get screwed. The consultants always they're like the house. The house always wins, right? Um, but it'll be great. Man. It'll be great. And uh, you know, Donald Trump will say, I don't even know who this guy is, and Trump won't lose a single point. I feel a little bad for for Team Nikki. I mean, they, they have been sort of trying here. They have been. And to have, you know, Republican voters just immediately say, Well, I'll I'll try the Lincoln guy. But whatever. Whatever. You know, None of it matters because Trump is going to be the nominee. Yeah. You know, it's too bad Nikki sold out so hard because she's been – she ignites a little something. Like there's this part of me that I'm like, oh, there you are, 2015 Nikki Haley with your substance. Like I just – I hate – it's it, – probably she never could have run now in this – the earth we live on in the post-Trump world as the person I think she always wanted to run as, which is the person who took down the Confederate flag in South Carolina, as the person who could tell a positive immigrant story about America, as somebody who's optimistic but also young, a new generation, um, who could have been moderate on abortion because I think she is moderate on abortion, um, and who could be really substantive on foreign policy. And I think she'd be actually a, a really good candidate for the moment uh, in terms of like the geopolitical threats that we face. Uh, but I, she couldn't win as that person in this Republican Party, number one. And then she went because of that, you know, she ran this sort of phony, faux populist Trump wannabe thing. And that wasn't who she is. And so now, you know, she's this mishmash person. Oh, you're muted, bud. I know you muted to blow your nose. Sorry, I, I keep muting it so that I can cough and blow my <laughs> nose and stuff. And then I, I anyway, um, I'm sorry, you have to see the visuals of it, but it is easier for us to, to see each other. I think you're beautiful. So here's the thing. Um, the, the, the candidate you described there. Mm-hmm. If you had just, if we had just said, "I am talking about candidate X," and you you use those descriptors, 
and then I were to say, is this candidate running as a Democrat or a Republican? Yeah. You would say, oh, you. that's a Democrat. I hear you. Right. And this is this is the problem. Nikki Haley, much closer to Joe Biden than she is to Donald Trump. Real, a real Nikki Haley, not fake Nikki right, Haley right, that we've right. seen. Not, not, the, yeah. not the Nikki Haley who exists in real life. Right. But uh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, okay. What else was there on our rundown? The Glenn Youngkin thing? Well, you know, I just, oh, I don't know that we have to talk anymore about Youngkin. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited <clears throat> that you think he's definitely going to jump in. I'm, I'm, uh, I just think his incentives demand it. Yeah. I think, I think, no, I think you made a pretty good case there. Um, and I think you're right about the fact that. There's a much lower risk for him now jumping in late because uh, even if he does well and people talk about him a lot, he is uh, he will be in the minds of he will he will people will think about him as the future. Yeah. I think and he that's... can spend the next four years post governorship like campaigning for 2028. Yeah. Consultants will think of him as the future. The actual yeah. Republican voters will think about Vivek as the future. But that's OK. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know that I. I think that Vivek I don't know. I don't I don't know that he's got the staying power. He is just um I do think that Nikki Haley she hasn't done so much to like elevate herself in a way that's going to be meaningful. I do think she has. I do think she's done some damage to Vivek. Like uh I'm not sure. I think people are starting to just kind of be like, "Okay, dork." Boy, that would be nice. Yeah. Uh the the ratings are in on the uh, the debate. Incredibly low ratings. Nobody's watching it because I think viewers have realized things that the media does not, which is that these aren't actual debates. Yeah. What do you think about our potential Biden versus Trump debates? Do we get any of them, or is there one, one single debate for the, for the two of them? You know, it's a good question. I think. Trump will debate. I think Trump will want to debate Biden because if I think he's Trump leading in the polls. Why would he? I mean, because well, he's not going to be leading by 40 points. It's going to be much closer than that. Uh, it's going to be neck and neck. And I think that Trump will think that he can just, I mean, he showed a ton of confidence in these media interviews. I think he thinks he can bulldoze Biden. Uh, and make him look old and like he can't keep up with him. So here, well, here's how I think about it. If I'm Trump, would I want to debate Biden from the position of, let's just pretend that the race is where it is now, which is essentially tied, maybe Trump up one, maybe Biden up one, but essentially tied in in the general election poll. That means that Trump is winning the electoral college, right? If it's, if, if, the popular vote is 50-50. That means Trump has got like 290 in the Electoral College. Uh, and I'm sorry, that's just, the, that's just the way it is. From his perspective, why would, you, why would he expose himself to Biden or a hostile moderator or like just keep going, with, with, keep rolling with what he's got? I don't know. I, I'm going to dig in on this. I actually think for sh- – I think he will debate. I think he will – I think he, their strategy will be like, Joe Biden's trying to hide in the basement. We want to debate three times. Like I and because Donald Trump, you know what he wants to do? He wants to beat Joe Biden up on Hunter Biden. He wants to beat Joe Biden up on his record. He wants to talk about Afghanistan. Donald Trump has a now feels like he has things he can say in a way that he didn't in 2020. Um, and it's much more a referendum on Biden than on Trump's four years. I mean, I just think there is um, 
Uh, I just I, if if I were Trump, so like right now, if I put myself in Trump's shoes, I wouldn't debate these other guys because I'm up by forty points. But I would absolutely debate Biden. No, I I would not want to debate Biden. I would think that my position is secure enough that I don't need to. There's more downside than upside. Okay, well, either way, let's say either of our rationales, both of those are sort of assuming a Trump dominant <laughs> position. I assume he'll debate because I think that both Trump thinks and also I think it could actually end up looking like Trump could dominate a debate with Joe Biden. Uh, and I guarantee you, it, and people who are listening right now who don't agree with me, ask yourselves, like, how do you, because this is what I hear from the focus groups all the time, the voters. They're like, oh, when he talks, I get nervous. Like, like people like hold their breath for Joe Biden and not because they don't like him, but because they do. They're like rooting for him, but they're like, oh my gosh, please don't stumble. Please don't fall over. Please make your sentence without making a mistake. Like people talk about that, about living in fear of him, of how he talks. And so I'm arguing that I think Donald Trump will want that contrast. And you're arguing that Donald Trump will feel so dominant, he won't need that contrast. Yeah. So in both of our minds, we're arguing from a position of Trump's strength. Yes. Yes. So that's not great. Uh, it's really bad. I, I, uh, I, maybe this is just the virus talking, but I have not climbed down from my place like a week ago where I was like, no, he's, he's going to be president again. Like I, with each passing week, I actually think more like, yeah, he's going to be president again. He's not going to steal the election. He's going to win fair and square. This is what the people are going to vote for. And I don't, I, I can't understand it. I, you know, trying to, to come up with rationalizations or explanations. I can't come to anything other than people are fucking idiots. That's all. I, I just, I don't know. I'm not chasing you down this particular rabbit hole today. Um, because Could you have uh, pity on me because I feel like ass. Yeah. I mean, I, I just uh, I don't think we should call people fucking idiots until they've elected Donald Trump. I actually okay. don't know that we should call them that no matter what. But uh, you know what? If they reelect Donald Trump, JVL, we can we can have a conversation in which we get very mad at people. How about that? <laughs> okay. uh, but but I, I don't think from we're there Canada. yet. Uh, <laughs> we'll have that conversation in Canada. Uh, but I also um, I am just I am not as fatalistic. Look, I am. I'm fatalistic about the Republican Party. I'm fatalistic about Trump being the Republican nominee. Uh, I am deeply concerned that uh, that he can win. I am not in under any illusions that like, oh, he can't win against Biden. Of course he can. Uh, but I do not think he will win. I just think it's going to take so much. But I think that we can beat him. But it's not going to be easy. Hey again, it's JVL. The conversation goes on from there. If you want to hear the rest of the show, head on over to Bulwark Plus and subscribe. We'd love to have you.